Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition. My name is Coach Ray Z, and today I had my boxing coach, Jesus Castell, scheduled. Uh, he has an amazing story about um, basically a near-death experience where uh, him and his friend were driving, and they went off a freeway. He uh, pretty much went into a coma, had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. Uh, but due to scheduling, I will have him on in the near future. And so I learned that I don't want to cancel shows. I just want to keep it going. Uh, and so just go with the flow. So I didn't really have anything prepared. But uh, since this is Fireside, I know that this is the place where you can have conversations that are supposed to be uncomfortable. And there's some topics that I've been wanting to talk about that we need to talk about as a society. But they're difficult to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of people are sensitive about their weight. And there's terms like fat phobia and body shaming going around. And it it's almost to the point now where you can't have a conversation or say certain things when it's the better for people. Um, you'd rather have that hard conversation with your friend or your family member than a doctor telling them, hey, if you don't change your ways, you know, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, um, you know, you got so much time to live. And so I started kind of looking into this because I, I came across an article of this guy who was wanting to take down a billboard that he saw uh, because he said uh, it was basically, you know, fat shaming people. And then uh, he said it was fat phobia. So I looked up fat phobia and technically it's not a word, but, you know, the closest they can kind of define it is, is a, a fear or discrimi discrimination against obesity or people with a, you know, it says people with a bit obesity, basically, that's what I'm reading right here. And then body shaming is the action or practice of humiliating someone by making mocking or critical comments about their body shape or size. I read somewhere else uh, where fat people are lazy. And that is one thing that I completely disagree. And if that is something that's being stereotyped, it definitely needs to be corrected. Um, just because you're fat doesn't mean you're lazy. I know a lot of hardworking, uh, overweight people. And I know some people may just get upset that I say fat, overweight, whatever term you want to use. Um, I think that's the problem now. People are just too offended by words. When in reality, if you just kind of look at the numbers, what's going on in the world with obesity and... Um, I pulled up some facts, and this is from the World Organization on Obesity. It says that it has reached epidemic proportions, and I know we know about epidemics. And this is globally, so with at least 2.8 million people dying each year as a result of being overweight or obese. Um, there's 3 billion people in the world that are not active and that only move 11 minutes per day. That's 75 minutes per week. Over 70% of United States is overweight. And then 20% um, of our eating is driven by, you know, actual physiological hunger, not the other 80% is driven by stress factors or you're bored or, you know, with the COVID being at home so much. Um, and when we give people the choices with all of our, uh, luxuries that we have now, if you put stairs in front of people or give them the choice of uh, escalators, 
only 2% of people will take the stairs. And so all these luxuries, they're great for society. I mean, who doesn't enjoy them? Um, comfort is good. But I definitely feel that being uncomfortable, uh, doing something uncomfortable, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, that's where you're really going to grow. Uh, if you're always indoors and, you know, with the way, uh, if you're blessed enough to live in a country that has all these uh, benefits of TV and air conditioning, I mean, you can have a pretty nice life, but you're not going to grow as a person uh, or even see your true human potential because you're just always in that comfort zone. And, you know, I always tell people, go find like some sort of competition, some race, something uh, to push you. And I know a lot of people don't like competition because they feel it's kind of negative. And um, I, I, I always try and compete against myself. You know, you don't have to go out and compete against others, although some sports require it. Um, but it's more of the attitude you take. And so um, for me, running over 50 marathons... I learned that being uncomfortable uh, is probably the best thing that has helped me grow. Um, one time I was running, uh, well, I was playing basketball with my son and my nephew and my brother-in-law, and I sprained my ankle two weeks before Alley Marathon. This is back in 2011. And then the day of the marathon, as I'm running, it was raining, so it was slippery, and I sprained my other ankle because I, I fell. And uh, this is my longest marathon to date. It took me almost seven hours. It was about six hours, 56 minutes. And um, it was raining the whole time. It was cold. People were dropping like flies, getting hypothermia. And I definitely wanted to join everybody. Uh, I was freezing. I finished it. Uh, I'm not really sure how. Once I finished, this is the first time that I actually kind of collapsed when I crossed the finish line. I needed medical attention. Uh, the firemen and ambulance came. They took me into this room and they kind of like took all the clothes off and there was just heat coming and they wrapped me up and kind of brought me back to life because I was uh, in the early stages of hypothermia. Even though that was uh, such a negative experience as far as physically, when I came out from that, uh, wow, it's like the things that I'm able to do from from just being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable for, and, and when I say rain, you can YouTube it 2011, it rained and it rained hard for, I mean, nearly seven hours that when I went to go eat after people, people saw me and they felt sorry for me. They, they offered me free soup to, uh, you know, give me warm. And that was great. Just kind of getting the love from, from people. And, uh, the marathon at the time ended in Santa Monica, California. And uh, that, that was great. And I still kind of look back as that is one of my favorite marathons just because of what I had to endure. Uh, one time, you know, through life, not always had a car. I took the bus, fell asleep. And then the, the exit that I needed to get off on was closed. I ended up far. Everybody was asleep. My phone died. It started to rain. I'm like, well, I'm either going to just sleep at the bus station somewhere far or run home. And I had that previous experience in my mind of the marathon and running in the rain for seven hours. And this was like 13 miles to, for me to get home. And I'm like, well, it, I definitely can do it. I had that, 
that in the back of my head. And so I started my journey and I made it home by like one in the morning. And it was better than being stuck at the bus station, cold and hungry with no phone. And then still, how would I have to get home the next day with no phone? And so, you know, being in that uncomfortable position, I would say helped me be in a comfortable position um, or less comfortable where I'm like, I've been here. I've done that. Same thing with the Lake Tahoe Triple Marathon. It was so cold and mentally it was such a challenge that from this, I think I can do more. What else can I do? What else is possible? And I'm I'm looking for the guy that I saw, uh, uh, you know, be upset about the billboard because, you know, that's what Fireside wants to do. And I want to give him the opportunity. Um, why does he want to take it down? What's wrong with people having their opinion? Uh, what's wrong with people... Uh, saying, you know, obesity is bad. What's wrong with people saying that you should lose weight if it's unhealthy? Uh, if it is an epidemic, and this is from the World Health Organization that I'm getting the information from, um, why don't we take this as seriously as other uh, uh, pandemics uh, that we have or epidemics that we have? I mean, 28.2 million people, uh, we cannot trivialize any death, especially when you consider that there's a lot of third world countries, so we could definitely be doing something better to distribute the food. And then at the same time, all of us be healthier. Uh, yet I seen this movie and um, it's not a very good movie. I believe it's called revolver. I'm going to kind of go back and hopefully uh, mention it. And if people want to watch it, we could have a conversation about it, but it basically, it starts off with um, the CEOs of, of all the fast food restaurants and um, the world's greatest salesman. And the world's greatest salesman is telling all the CEO people, you know, you guys had a great run. You know, you all made billions and millions of dollars. However, the world's evolving. People have changed and fast food is no longer popular. So your time is up. But he goes, I have one way where you guys can all still make money. And, and, basically come back and so what he everyone agreed to it and then from there it kind of cuts away to an audition for a tv show and it's a reality show and this reality show is about a beauty makeover and in the beauty makeover uh they have a competition kind of like american idol where they go through all these contestants to see who's going to win this complete makeover which includes you know a makeup artist liposuction uh like a dietitian person and the plastic surgery. And, and the girl like halfway through changes her mind and she doesn't want to do it. And of course the network is kind of flipping out because while well, they went through all this, uh, they went through all these contestants and for her to back out now. So they, they kind of pushed her a little bit into it when she wasn't feeling it. And so she goes through with it and, and in the movie she dies and this is one thing that kind of makes me think, well, who does own all these movie companies? Who owns all these networks? Because we all know that the networks are made not even for the shows. It's for the advertisement. It's to sell you products. So when you kind of question who owns all these movie theaters that are controlling culture by what we see, uh, by music, by what people wear. And going back to the movie, um, so the girl dies on the operating table and then all of a sudden there's protesting going on. And in the protesting going on, everyone's going, 
what's wrong with being fat? What's wrong with being overweight? Why, why did you have to push her? Fat is beautiful and overweight is beautiful. And kind of to cut the movie short from that point on, well, the culture changed because of the way they saw things. And so fast food became popular again. And people started going to go eat more fast food because they thought fat was beautiful. And so was that manipulated by the industry? When you go back to, I did sales for a long time. So when you go back to the sales, the history of sales and, and the kind of manipulation that they do, I also like uh, magic. So I got into mentalism and sales, magic. Uh, it's kind of all incorporated. And they've been using those techniques on us from listening to the radio to watching a movie to when you go online. And and so it's it's fascinating to me to think that maybe all this was manipulated. Uh, uh, I got to go back because I really don't like to give information on, you know, give misinformation. But if I, if I remember correctly, and this is the guy who created basically sales or is credited for sales. He basically, according to him, got women to smoke because it wasn't popular. And he hired a bunch of women to show up at some rally. And then give them all cigarettes, and then um, somehow the the movement got twisted. Then he paid reporters to go, and the women like somehow basically they twisted it that it was for freedom, freedom, uh, rights for the uh, women, and that it wasn't just a man thing. And then all of a sudden, more women started smoking cigarettes, and I see music and how it's how a lot of it, it's just faked. It's industry, all these fake gangster rappers when I grew up that aren't really rappers and they're manipulating youth into whatever these rich CEOs that run these corporations that we don't really know are. And if they could manipulate culture in that way, why can't they manipulate culture as far as obesity uh, and you know what we eat? And I mean, they do with all the content in our food, you know, soda has so much sugar that there's this chemical in it that they put in it that if they don't, it would, you would basically throw up. And all these things are available to us. And, you know, I can't stand how a lot of people are right now. And I'm not taking sides on, you know, COVID or anything like that. But Everyone's so pushy and there's a lot of other things that people are dying from. And why aren't they giving that as much limelight? Um, That's kind of trivializing other people. If people are dying from obesity, from heart attacks, uh, from diabetes. Um, And I would, I would love to just see, you know, since the government cares for us so much and they care about the public health, let's give some dialysis for free as well. Uh, Let's give some uh, cancer treatments for free as well. I have a lot of family members that have died from cancer uh, or have diabetes or have died from diabetes. And that's affecting especially the Latin community. Um, the CDC as well, which I'll, I'll pull it up right now, they have information on obesity since uh, everyone likes the CDC right now, or at least it seems like it. It says that all states and territories have more than 20% of adults with obesity. And that's across all states. And this article was updated, I believe, in June 2021. 
Uh, it says that uh, 30, 35% or more adults have obesity in 12 states. Um, and these numbers just keep going and going. And then as I look in, you know, I've been into fitness for a long time. As I look into some of these numbers, a lot of these numbers too, I, I want to go back because if you look into BMI, which is body mass index, some of these have a like racial history to it where these numbers were purposely, when you start thinking about, well, what do we grade fitness on? And that was something I never really thought about in these numbers and, and where did they come from? And some of these were kind of basically made, if you look into the history, uh, to make minorities look bad uh, because they knew that our body mass index wouldn't compete with just depending on where you were where you were born. And now, as I was reading more into it just a little bit, it seems to do with um, education on health and availability on nutrition. And so they're, they're saying that it's still somehow systematic. And as I mentioned, I, I don't like to go too deep into things that I don't like, but these are probably some things that people have never even really thought about or are aware of. Um, there's another topic too. These are all topics that are also I will, you know, be talking about in the future uh, more deeper. Uh, I love national parks and I love to travel to the national parks. They're beautiful. And, you know, this this country where I live, the United States, it's um, it's like a Christian country overall, uh, no matter what people say. And there's about, I, I have it all written down. I should probably pull it out, but I'll just say off the top of my head, let's say there's about 72 national parks, which I'm way off. But out of the 72 national parks, there's about maybe 60 that have the word devil in it. They have the devil's bowl, the devil's punch, the devil's this. And when people have tried to request like the government to change it, they say that no, it has historic value. Uh, however, when you speak to like the Native Americans, they say that um, that those are like holy sacred places to them. And so there's a definitely disconnect between what the Native Americans believe about these places and, you know, why why are they changing all these places where the Native Americans consider it, you know, holy places into the word devil? Is it so people don't go visit? And if we're such a Christian country, why why do they have to include devil in every national park? And I know some people might be like, ah, he's exaggerating. You could look into it. But I also have that list right here, so I could give you a few more examples. And this is something that I stumbled upon. Just one day when I was looking up national parks, I visited Zion. It's beautiful. And I would say the ones I've got to visit, they're all beautiful. There's so many more. I was reading into them. And this is just kind of what I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Why, why do they have the devil? It, it's just there's really no need for it in my opinion why why don't you just come up with different names um if you hear that noise that's because i'm pulling up the list of all the different national parks and this is all like i said it just kind of came across as because i i like national parks i like hiking i highly recommend hiking to anybody when i first started running all i would do was just run to the very top of the mountain uh it was all about time i never admired anything i never took time to just look at nature or sit up there or listen to the birds, the water flowing. Uh, it's 
so calming and peaceful there. Now, if I don't go to the mountains, I feel disconnected. I don't feel grounded. So I try to go to the mountains at least once a week. And um, then I visited Sedona, which to me is like my happy place on earth. And after that, I got to go to Zion. I've gone to Sedona so many times because it's so beautiful. And then Zion. And then that's when I really, really started looking into the national parks. Just like I said, out of curiosity. And so it looks like there's about 58 or 61 national parks. And and uh, I'll just read a couple here. So the Black Canyon in Colorado has Devil's Backbone. Bryce Canyon has Devil's Garden. Uh, Canyonlands in Utah has Devil's Kitchen. Capitol Reef has Devil's Garden. Carlsbad Caverns has Devil's Springs and Devil's Den. Uh South Dakota, Badlands has Devil's Tower. Uh, the Arches in Utah has Devil's Garden. Uh, Channel Island has Devil's Peak. Mount Diablo. Uh, Crater Lake has Devil's Backbone. Uh, let's see here. The Devil's Strip is in Quayamuya Valley. And they have the Devil's Bathtub. Uh, Death Valley has the Devil's Hole. The Devil's Golf Course. Uh, Denali has Devil's Canyon, Devil's Gorge. And then it says the Dry Turks has uh, Devil's Island. Let's see here. Uh, Tennessee and North Carolina, they have the Devil's Courthouse. Uh, the Grand Canyon has the Devil's Bridge and the Devil's, uh, I think, Corkscrew. Uh, Glacier has the Devil's Elbow. Indiana Dunes has Devil's Slide. Uh, Guadalupe Mountain, Texas has Devil's Hall Trail. Indiana Dunes has Devil's Slide. Isles Royal in Michigan has Devil's Club. Uh, Joshua Tree looks like, oh, I can't even tell what I wrote there. And then let's see, Mountain Reindeer has Devil's Stream. Mesa Verde in Colorado has Devil's Tower. Uh, Lassen Volcano has Devil's Kitchen. And like I said, that's just a, I, I have to go through maybe like 20 more. And I just found this really interesting about our national parks. And I don't think it's something that people notice. And then if you don't include the national parks, just like, uh, like state parks, there's even more or just trails. Like where I live, there's a devil's, it's devil's dam. And that has like a history uh, with a uh, Crawley and and uh, Jack Parson, and that's in a uh, located in a uh, behind JPL in Pasadena, which is Jet Proportion Laboratory, and uh, that that's not even a, a national park. So there is something strange going on about this, and I think uh, from what I could see, the national parks say no, it, it's normal. But I would definitely uh, look into this further, and I would like to get some guests who can comment on this, or maybe some people from the government who would like to comment on why do we have so many devil names in our national parks? Um, I don't think it's necessary and it, it's very strange. And as I, I said, I'm going to look uh, to see if I could reach out to the guy and let's talk about fat phobia and, and why he wants to take down the billboard. And if you know, if I'm, I would like to get people who would like to actually maybe be on the other side and, and let me know why, why it would 
it's good to be overweight or what is the benefit of being overweight? If, if I could find someone uh, to like convince me, I, I'm, I'm open-minded. However, overall, what I see is I see, you know, not just in the United States, but globally to the, the, the countries that have access to food, we're not, we're, we're basically abusing it. And, we need to do better for our health. Uh, if you have kids, I have two kids myself. We're mo- role models for our kids. You can't expect for your kid to go play sports all day and then you do nothing. Uh, as they get older, my belief is they won't want to continue to work out or do any sport or activity. However, they see their mom or dad going for a walk or, hey, kids, let's go to the park or, hey, kids, let's go to a national park. As they get older... I feel the chances of them being more active are greater. Um, And, you know, it's case by case basis. Uh, My daughter prefers to be indoors, but she will go hiking with me. And um, no one has to be, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I'm I'm a workout fanatic. I do like five, six days a week. No one has to do that. But let's get active. If why do you need to go to a doctor when a doctor is just going to tell you, oh, we'll work out maybe like, three times a week for an hour uh, each time when you could do that on your own and then just kind of prevent that visit. Just a little bit of activity. There's a meme, uh, there's a saying, and it's true. One hour of your day is 4% of your day. So if you can't squeeze in even 2%, 30 minutes, uh, I would say there's something wrong. You could be doing it during Netflix, during uh Anything. Bruce Lee was one of my big idols growing up, and uh, reading his books, I would see that uh, he would be doing push-ups, and he'd have his kids on top while they're watching TV. So at least he could be active, and you know the kids are still being entertained because kids, you know, want to watch TV, and let's not deprive them of it. However, we could be better examples of not just sitting down all day watching TV, if. I come from a financial background. I, I worked in the bank for 10 years. And before that, I was in cubicle life as well. And so out and I live in Los Angeles, California. So an hour or more driving to sit down and then another eight hours or more overtime to sit down and then eating lunch, sitting down and then driving home, sitting down. And I don't own a television, but most people then sit down and watch television and how many hours of your day are just are you just sitting and and that's horrible and then as i mentioned earlier it's like people are only on average moving 11 minutes per day 75 minutes per week and when you try and have a conversation with someone about you know if you don't do this you know you're gonna get diabetes or i'm worried about your health then you're fat shaming or it's fat phobia. And that's just something I would like to change. And Fireside is the perfect uh, platform for me to do that. So um, there's other topics that, you know, are controversial. And I really didn't want to get into when I first started this platform. But I feel they need to be discussed. Um, The Olympics had its first uh, transgender representative. And, uh, you know, I think that coming from a a martial arts background and and boxing, there's some definitely dangers to uh, having 
transgenders, at least, you know, because you're any hit, you can die. Anybody that that's fighting, that's training for that, you're training to be a warrior. And so these are topics that I want to bring up. Um, and I know that there is, there is nothing that I could say that someone is not going to disagree with me. However, these topics need to be talked about um, because we need to be able to talk about, you know, is it okay for a girl to go and fight a guy? Is she protected? Is is the guy protected? I mean, there's so many things that could go into it, and uh, I'm gonna I'm uh, gonna work on bringing some like actual professional athletes, like fighters, who can give their insight and views of of what they think about that. And and uh, a few years ago too, not a few years ago, but in another Olympic, they brought they allowed the first um, uh, I don't even know the term without offending it, but uh, he basically. He had no legs and he ran in, in, in sprinting. And then later on, he's the guy who ended up murdering his girlfriend. Um, but he was the first, uh, you know, special Olympic athlete allowed in the Olympics. And um, I don't know, looking into it a little bit, the 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 replacement feet that they get kind of makes them faster. Is that fair against an average person? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um is this something that should be talked about? Should Olympic athletes, like special Olympic athletes, be able to compete with normal people? Is that a discrimination if you don't? Or is it not fair if you do let them? Um, so these are topics that I really wanted to avoid, but I feel they need to be discussed. So in the future uh, episodes, be looking out for that. And I just wanted to thank everyone for uh, joining me. As I mentioned, I, I had my guests all scheduled for today. But I've, I think this is now my 12th or 13th episode, and I've kind of learned that my guests are not always going to make it, and I don't want to cancel shows. And the topic is uncomfortable is good. And it is a lot more difficult to talk and talk and talk than to be able to have a conversation interview style. And so even though this is uncomfortable, uh, I'm doing it because you have to lead by example. And everyone is just gonna tell you something else or this and that but okay well i'm doing it i'm letting everybody know i'm uncomfortable and it's okay to be uncomfortable and this is how you grow and this is my third time i've had to do a show completely with no guest and i see great improvements and that's basically all you need it doesn't really matter if people judge me or not it doesn't matter if people are in this audience uh, or not which i do appreciate uh, I see my numbers growing. I see me reaching different countries. I see me reaching different states. And um, I feel it's more about the content. I'm going to let the market decide and just take my time. And uh, I'm just so happy to Fireside for giving me this platform. Um, I am a micro-influencer, but uh, I finally have a voice. And um, I'm a micro-influencer that happens to know a lot of uh, cool people. So I can't wait to keep bringing them on. Next week, next Thursday, I will be having Louisa. Louisa is a badass mom uh, who has two kids with fragile X autism, which is probably one of the most uh, extreme cases. Um, she's a marathon runner. Uh, she's come around the news a while. Uh, she just turned 56 years old. And I mean, 
the patience that she has and uh, she's always having her kids active and working out and I mean, she's just a really cool person. So I, I hope you guys get the chance to tune in uh, next Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, for, for Louisa. And then my other guests are still kind of uh, undetermined. Um, I'm always, I tried to do a good mix. So yesterday I had Luke uh, talking about basketball. And uh, maybe no one notices, but I try and bring in, and this is because this is me and these are my passions. I try and bring in people who like basketball and jiu-jitsu and boxing and running because that's what I what I love. And when they come on, I am truly interested. I'm I'm not faking any of this. I just love this passion. And some people were telling me, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Niche down, niche down. But I, I want to be me and I'm not following the rules. And so um, niching down wouldn't benefit me. But also, I want to kind of give everyone a platform. And if anyone kind of has been noticing, I'm actually trying to do like guy, girl to make it even. Or if I have two guys one week, then the next week I have two girls or whatever people prefer to be called nowadays. But um, I'm really trying to make it a balanced and bring a variety of guests. And so I hope you guys all have uh, enjoyed the guest I have brought on so far. As I mentioned, I'm I'm truly new to this and uh in a short amount of time i have brought on a u.s blind surfing champion uh the Nadir, uh, olympian nigerian triple jumper uh, two women that have ran from santa monica to las vegas uh, and uh, a blind jiu-jitsu practitioner um, who she lost her sight when she was 26 and so all these stories are inspirational to me. And so I hope they're inspirational to you. It, it, I hope that it just motivates someone for the better, um, whether it's life changes or, you know, physically. Um, but being uncomfortable is a good thing. Embrace the suck. Um, and don't be afraid to have some crazy dream because even just thinking about it will open up some sort of a new neural pathway that you don't know the possibilities of that and just thinking about something that you've never thought about or even the possibility of doing you'd be surprised what that could do so i encourage everyone to kind of pick something that makes them uncomfortable uh, it really really helps you grow it, and it doesn't really matter what it is it could be salsa dancing to acting uh to stand-up comic to a workout because I, you know, growing up in LA, I've, I've gone to plenty of TV show auditions and felt embarrassed. I've done um, Toastmasters, which is a speech club, and uh, was embarrassed each time I did a speech. And uh, all these things have now, it's funny, brought me to this point. I don't know if I'd be able to be speaking here in front of everybody if it wasn't for all these experiences, which at the time I just was embarrassed and didn't feel any growth from it. I didn't see any benefit. Um, so, you know, getting out of your comfort zone is something that people don't like to do, uh, especially nowadays, especially when we can have all the comforts in the world. And I would say that one of the toughest things I went through, like mentally, uh, was a divorce. And just, all the thoughts that you have to go through, uh, being uncomfortable, the growth that I got out of it 
like looking back on it, hindsight, you know, at the time, it's horrible. Um, a lot of people don't make it. I, I see people commit suicide. And, and if you look at, unfortunately, the suicide rates and all that divorce because of the, the COVID, it's gotten worse. So um, that's why I'm always pushing as well in fitness, because if you're so stressed out, the body needs to release that stress. And if we're comfortable all day, what are we doing to release that 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 stress that we have? Uh, I love medicine balls. They're they're um, heavy. It's a ball, and you can just take it and slam it, and really get your frustration out. I love jujitsu because someone's literally trying to choke you and break your arm, and you're trying to do the same thing, and it it feels so great when you're done, and then you just shake hands and it's just such a release. And sometimes I just like to go for a long run, three, four hours, and I get lost in my moments and, and just kind of let it all out. And so people just get uncomfortable, embrace the suck, go out, try something new. And uh, I guarantee that you're going to be a better person for it. And if for some reason I'm wrong, well, you can find me here every Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific time zone. And I'd be more than happy to have you come up on stage and, and let me know your experience. Thank you all for listening in once again. Uh, next week, I will be coming back with all new shows. I appreciate everyone listening. You can find me on all my social medias as Coach Ray Z. Um, also, my website, CoachRayZ.com. And thank you once again for joining Athletic Definition. I lost track of what episode it is, but I'm so far having a blast and I appreciate everyone coming in. Thank you.